The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. This week, Ireland's media regulator, Commission Naman, set out its plans to enhance online safety. And the commissioner responsible for that is the country's first ever online safety commissioner, Neve Hodnett. Um, Neve, you're going to be responsible for what is going to be, I imagine, a very challenging area because behaviour on the meta platforms, behaviour on WhatsApp, behaviour on uh, Twitter, all of that is going to fall within your remit. What capacity have you got to wrap arms around online behaviour and take control of it? Good morning, Anton, and thank you for having me on this morning. So I'm Ireland's first online safety commissioner and I was appointed on the 15th of March this year when Commission Amman, Ireland's media commission, was established. We announced this week our work plan for the first year and our plan is to put the basic building blocks of regulation in place for this first year. So what I'm going to be doing in relation to online safety, so putting our regulatory framework in place this year is reducing harmful content online. So the types of harmful content online that we're talking about here are are things like promoting or encouraging self-harm or suicide, making available knowledge or methods of self-harm or suicide, cyberbullying, promoting or encouraging eating or feeding disorders, as well as 42 offence-based harms. These include things like Coco's Law, um, child sex abuse material, non-consensual intimate image sharing. OK, let me give you a case in point because um, Fianna Fáil TD Cahill Crow was on Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on um, Friday and he was talking about his own experiences and the kind of things that politicians face online. Here's what he had to say. When a message like that comes in, you don't sleep very well afterwards. So um, I got a series of messages last night coming close to two o'clock in the morning from an individual in the county. Um, and I should say at this point that usually internet trolls that I've experienced over the years and I get trolls daily on Twitter and I roll with the punches there. It's I think it's unfortunately par for the course and I think most politicians are extremely thick-skinned and then some. But this individual doesn't hide. He's a very real person. I happen to know him in real life and he's quite prominent in the county but he would troll me and uh, harass me more importantly. It's more than trolling, it's harassment. But it would happen at um, any hour of the day or night uh, but particularly at night time and these came in last night and um, all sorts of crazy stuff. But what really gets me, uh, and this is why I'll be reacting, is he, he talks about what what he and others will do to me. And it involves a gallows and hanging me at the front door, basically. So that kind of behaviour, which it must be horrendous to suffer through, particularly if it isn't entirely anonymous, if you know the individual, what will you be able to do about that kind of thing? So incitement to violence, incitement to hatred and indeed harassment are part of the 42 offence-based harms that will be covered um, by our first online safety code. So what we will be doing is we'll be designating the services for regulation. So there's a process we have to follow. We'll be first designating and consulting on the service that will fall within our remit. And these will be the video sharing platform services. So these are services where you... Sorry, hang on. If I say to somebody, I want to murder you, what will you do? Well... That would be a matter for the guardie in relation to law enforcement. So I would take it to the guards if you're being threatened in that particular manner. But what we will be doing is designating the online service for regulation and consulting on our first online safety code. And the online safety code will have um, binding obligations within it for the platform. So rather than regulating individuals, we will be regulating the platform. So these are the video sharing platform services and they will have a systemic obligation, an obligation to reduce harmful content. So going back to that analogy, it will be up to Twitter, for instance, to make sure that the people who are abusing Cottle Crow 
are not able to abuse cattle growers. Is that That's right? exactly it. So it'll be up to the platforms. We'll be imposing binding obligations on them underpinned by civil and criminal sanctions for them to take steps to reduce harmful content online. We'll be imposing safety by design obligations. Okay, civil on them. sanctions like what? So the sanctions that we can impose under the Online Safety Media Regulation Act for failure to comply with our binding online safety code include fines of up to 10% of relevant turnover or 20 million, whichever is the greater. And there are also criminal sanctions for failure to comply with the obligations also. And how much will you be in step with other European regulators and with American regulators or will you be an outlier? We'll be very much in step with other European regulators and indeed across the globe. So we're part of the Global Online Safety Regulators Network, where the Australian Safety Commission is leading the way in this space. UK Ofcom are also part of this network. And as well, by virtue of our membership of the EU, we're working closely with the European Commission and with the regulators in the other EU member states so that we're all giving the same message and the same obligations to the platforms. Now, one of the big challenges for the platforms, or at least they will say one of the big challenges, is by virtue of the sheer amount of content that goes through their platforms, it is difficult to have human policing. So if you take Meta as a case in point, they do have people whose job it is to look through, but they're sifting through an entire store of sand trying to find a single grain. So how will you get them to put the money behind the kind of regulation that you're requiring or will it be tokenism? It won't be tokenism, Anton. The first online safety code, which we're going to be consulting on this summer with a view to adopting it by the end of the year, um, will require obligations um, in relation to content moderation, in relation to complaint handling. Um, It will also require obligations of media literacy tools also. So if somebody abuses me on Twitter, I get onto Twitter, there will be a requirement from you that they get back to me within a certain point of time and take action. Exactly. Now, this will all be subject to consultation because we want to listen to everyone's views as to should we have time limits? What should those limits be? So we'll be consulting widely with the public and we'd be delighted if your listeners would respond to our call for input. So we'll be publishing over the summer. We'll be taking into account the views of the public, the NGOs and the platforms themselves as to what is proportionate in terms of what they can do. But in relation to content moderation, there's also a role of artificial intelligence in that space. And a lot of the platforms would currently use AI as well. So it's not just human who have to view this type of content but it can be done automatically as well. How radical a change do you think will that be for most of the platforms? Because if you take Twitter as a case in point, Elon Musk famously, though his behaviour somewhat belies his or or disagrees with his, his statements, he described himself as a free speech absolutist. What you're describing is significantly far away from free speech absolutism. So how big an upheaval will it be for these platforms? To date, has been very much self-regulation that's been in place. And this is a move from a self-regulatory regime to an effective regulatory regime. Um, so it's very much a sea change. It's very much we are definitely changing um, the the landscape in relation to how these platforms have been run to, to date, underpinned by um, the threat of credible civil and uh, criminal sanctions. But also, I think this is an opportunity for the platforms to work with us, to put their best foot forward and to move on from the past and to look at safety by design and a child-centred approach, which we will be consulting on in relation to our code. How do you balance it with free speech? Because one of the things, again, that if you take some of what Elon Musk has said publicly, and I'm sorry to, to focus on him so much, he just tends to be the most verbal in relation to this space, is that the capacity to abuse somebody online is a God-given right and you shouldn't be interfering with it. 
our code will have to strike the right balance between protecting us all from harm and the right of freedom of expression and the right of privacy and the rights of children, all of us to participate in the digital society safely. Freedom of speech, right to privacy. These are not absolutes. These rights all have to be balanced and the right to safety also has to be taken into account in that regard. We'll also have to respect the economic rights of the regulated entities and we'll have to be proportionate. We want to ensure that the Internet is a vibrant and safe place for everyone, especially. That has a lot of that feels very on the one hand and on the other hand in, in, in actual practical terms. What do you think that will mean? What are the types of behaviours that you believe? we will no longer see online thanks to your intervention. We will be mandating a reduction in harmful content online. We will be requiring age verification and age assurance measures. We'll be consulting on all of these and listening to everyone's views. Um, and we'll be mandating safety by design. So currently a concern, again, subject to consultation, listening to everyone's views. Um, but safety by design, for example, would address when a platform is rolling out a new product or service or how algorithms could work in amplifying harmful content online. So a safety by design obligation would ensure that that would have to be taken into account to reduce that harmful amplification. That's going to be a tricky one because uh, again, if if I go back to what I've heard Elon Musk talk about, one of the things that he said and he said very clearly was that if you are aggrieved by and engage with and are critical of certain content, the Twitter algorithm will give you more of that content that offends you because it offends you and because you engage with it. It sounds like what you're going to be trying to do is the exact opposite of that. Yes, the amplification of harmful content online by way of algorithms or by way of recommender systems is a matter of concern for ourselves and not just ourselves. We've been meeting with various different NGOs since I've started in and, and took office in March of this year and they're all concerned about that amplification of toxic content online and we want to ensure in our online safety code by consulting as to whether safety by design is an appropriate measure that that would address this amplification of toxic content online. The text saying, will fines even in the millions be enough of a de- deterrent for these gigantic online platforms. They're still flooded with this kind of content. Helen Dixon has pointed out that in her view, the fine for Meta was nothing compared to the effort Meta had to do in in following her, her guidance. And it was, what, nigh on half a billion quid. Will 20 million make a difference? Well, the fine is up to 10% of relevant turnover, 20 million, whichever is the greater. Um, I think it's not just Well, let's assume that when it comes to the, uh, sorry, whichever is the greater, not whichever is the smaller. Oh, so 10% of relevant, so that means turnover for Meta could run to the hundreds of millions. Well, I think it's important not just to focus on the fines um, or the criminal sanctions that can exist also for individual corporate officials within. But we could be talking hundreds of millions. We could be talking about significant amounts indeed. We're not alone in this space. We're also working with the European Commission because in addition to the Online Safety and Media Regulation Act, there's also the Digital Services Act, which will come into force in Ireland in February of 2024. And there the European Commission will be working with us hand in glove particularly in relation to the supervision of the very large online platform services where the European Commission will be taking a lead role. So we're not alone in relation to this. Finally, when the Data Protection Commissioner was originally dealing with the vast influx of the big multinationals in this country, they were at the time famously over Alondas, I think in Port Arlington or Port Leach, one or the other, um, and were struggling significantly with the staffing they had. How well equipped are you for the role that you have? Um, this is a call to action to your listeners. We are going to be ramping up in recruitment over the coming months, over the summer. So currently we, on the 15th of March, 
we got the 40 staff of the BAI, the Broadcasting Authority of Iran became commissioned a man on that date. We've since set up our HR department and we are now ramping up in recruitment. We require an additional 110 staff to be able to carry out our full mandate in order to be fully operational. And so Within the total commission or within the online safety division? Within the total, total commission. commission. So within the total commission of commissioning a man. Um, so we'll be advertising on our website in the coming weeks and months. So please, if your listeners would keep an eye out on that. Um, it's a very purposeful job <laughs> to be able to improve it's, it's online safety. It's not often we finish on a recruitment drive. Thank you very much. That is Neve Hodnett, who is the new online safety commissioner. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.